So as we know, the, the schools are back this week in the UK after the Christmas and festive festivities, as it were. So this story is set in present day. Actually, no, actually it's set in the 90s. Set in the, the late 90s. There's a, there's a cop who's been running the um, one of the Glasgow divisions, the East End Glasgow divisions, basically, uh, for um, narcotics. His name is Vincent Nordrog. Vinny, as he's, he's called, is... Um, yeah, he's, 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 he's a... He's a pull trigger, ask questions later type guy. And that, that's what's got him into trouble. He's been caught up in a few heavy cases where he was basically a trailblazer for cracking down on narcotics being passed through school. There was a, there was a big uptake of, of hash, hashish or council, as it's fondly known as passing through schools in Glasgow in the East End. Vincent Nordrog was a cop in um, in Mexico, actually, across the Mexican border. But um, yeah, he, he 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 wanted he wanted something that was a bit more sustainable for him. It was getting rather violent. That was like the late eighties, and we were coming out of that whole that whole narco situation. Nordrog wanted. He wanted a family, he wanted something he, he didn't just want to push papers, but he wanted to stay away from, from from potentially losing his life and not see his kids grow up to be healthy young individuals. He's got two kids, but he, he ended up meeting a, a lovely, lovely Scottish girl. She, she's got ginger hair and frosty white skin. She looks, she looks like something out of a Disney, Disney movie. They met uh, in, in a bar. Uh, in, in in Mexico, and he just fell in love with her. You know, her her name uh, is Louise, and they met in the sort of early nineties. They had it off straight away. She just fell in love with his moustache, and you know, his is is all of skin and his his dark, you know, bushy hair, and he had a big, you know, but a th- big thick moustache, big tash. She, you know, they, they, they just were all, all over each other and, you know, she was working as a reporter out in Mexico in those times and she was covering some of the narco stories, but things were getting a bit dangerous and also a bit dry, you know, there was, there was a lot of blocks that were going on, a lot of media blocks that were, media publications that were getting blocked out because the cartel still had hold over what was getting printed, what was going to press, for example. She wanted to be able to press local stories and really create a, a sense of uh, awareness within local stories as opposed to what was going on within the drug cartel. So she put it to to Vincent, Vincent Nordrog. She says, look, you know, you're doing your, you know, you're doing your detective stuff out here or whatnot, narcotics, but where has it got you? you you've, n- you've never got a raise. You've never got a promotion in seven years. She's like, listen, you ever heard of Glasgow? He's like, Glasgow? She's like, yeah, it's a beautiful city. It should be the capital of Scotland, but it's not. But listen, an opportunity has is 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 sparked up there for me, and I want to be close to my parents again. And I think with me moving to the Herald, which is the newspaper there, 
I can really forge a, a brand new path and, and create multiple opportunities, multiple streams of income. I can maybe get myself on the TV because I'm good looking. He's like, yeah, I don't doubt that. And she's like, and I'm a, I'm a fine writer, you know, I can do columns initially, I can break local stories. I, I can really galvanise what's going on out, out, out over in, in, in Glasgow and in the, in the, in the surrounding areas. He's like, what will I do? She's like, listen, my uncle is the old police chief uh, in the Mary Hill subdivision uh, in, in Glasgow and he would be happy to have a great, strong set of hands like yourself who's been on the front line, who's fought the likes of Escobar and uh, Travel, uh, you know, so, you know, I'm, I'm sure Dale may, you know, Jimmy Nisbet's it's going to be small fry for you, but you up for it. He's like, do you have a choice? He's got, she's like, no, hell no. And we fast forward, they get on a plane, you know, he gets his move. <clears throat> but he, he, but what happens, he, they move in 96, and like I said, Nordrog's a, a pull, the, pull the trigger, ask questions later kind of guy. He gets in beef with some Glasgow guys, some big time gangsters in East End. But they clock him when he's off shift one day, and he's going to pick up. He's going to pick up one of his two kids, Susanna, from school. But he pull, pulls up at the lights, and he he he's ended up putting away one of the one of the big East End dealers there, who was who was pushing a lot of a lot of heroin that was coming in from Afghanistan. He's ended up putting an end to his game, but the story has reached all the way to El Mexico because they want to obviously talk about how, you know, this homegrown cop, Vincent Nordrog, has made his, his, his earning his stripes now in, in, in sunny Scotland. And I don't say that lightly because it's, the skies are red, not because of Shepherd's Delight, because the skies are, are painted with blood. One of the one of the guys who actually fled Glasgow at the time when one of the big time dealers was was picked up. Funnily enough, he was in a cruise in Florida. This newspaper, El Gallardo, was circulating there. He's like, what? What the hell is this? A story about Glasgow and, and this newspaper out in Florida. He reads it, clocks Vincent Nordrog, gets on the pager, and sends the information back to his peeps in the Glasgow area on the east end of Glasgow. Says, look, we know this guy. We can track him down. We've got to move now, though, because it's going to look sus. I'm out here. I've clocked the newspaper. I know who he really is. We got to put an end to this guy now because before he rips up our operation. So anyway, he's fast forward again. You know, no, sorry, not fast forward, but let's spin ourselves back to Glasgow. Vincent Nordrog's going to pull up. I mean, he's, he's the most Mexican-looking guy. He's got, he's got this you know great-looking tan, and he wears like checkered shorts. He's wearing flares. He's got this big mustache. He's kind of mid to heavy build. You know, he's got these locks as well, and he's hazelnut eyes. You know, and amongst all these, like, kind of Glaswegians, you know, pasty, like, tanning salons weren't really popping back then. They know where he's going to be. They know he's done the school run. He's picking up his 12-year-old daughter, Susanna. He rolls up at the lights. He's only 
few yards from the school. Next junction is the school. Car pulls up to the right of him. Van pulls up to the left. Door opens, swings open. Before he knows it, he's he's got a he's got a submachine gun. Rips through the car. Takes out everyone in the left car and the van. Shoots all their limbs to absolute pieces. Their their shin guards. It's like he's just chopped them off with a bit of scissors. They're all stumps for legs now. Turns to the right, like get him. He's quick fire, pulls out a 9mm handgun, a, a Beretta, bang, bang, shoots the other two. Vincent Nordrog, as I said, he was a, a, a pull the trigger first, ask questions later type of guy, but in this case he was he was given the Medal of Honour and the, the, the Mexico National Anthem was played when, when, he, when he was given the Guard of Honour um, in Buchanan Street in Glasgow. They shoot the clock. It wasn't really like Buchanan Street. If anyone knows Glasgow, it's a big shopping district. It wasn't really like that back then. But anyway, I'm, that's that's how I'm picturing it. But anyway, all, all, all the local residential businesses were closed, and you know they had the bagpipes out, and they they they, they shot um, a couple of gunshots in there to salute them. But what had to happen was there was an investigation that he was actually off shift by one minute when he pulled the shots, but his Glasgow captain, Captain Murdoch, it's Murdoch at the helm, Murdoch has had to paper over some of the cracks and the the possible negligence, which is putting it lightly. He just says, look, I'm going to have to take you off, detective, and I'm putting you in a new division. Contraband. He's like, Captain, no. He's like, no. He goes, no, listen. You're working local. You're working at Susanna's school. He's like, give me a year and I'm going to get you moved. But I'm going to have to get you pushing papers and pens for a little bit until then. We're going to let this blow over. And I know your wife works for the Herald. This is all. It's a wee conflict of interest. We cannot be found out. I know El Gallardo wanted to do a piece on you in Mexico about this Guard of Honor business. Shut that down immediately. Shut that shit down. He's like, Vincent's like, if it isn't bad enough, the fucking weather's shite here. I've got to, I can't even get my, my stripes. He's like, you'll get your stripes, but I'm moving you to a new division. Anyway, year down the line, 1997. Drug trade is still high in Scotland and you know, Vincent's reading his stories and he's got his colleagues in Mexico asking him, asking him if he's if he's making any big busts, but he's he, he has to lie and say, Yeah, yeah, I'm involved. And they're like, Well, I'm not read you in the paper for a while. He goes, Yeah, I'm I'm undercover. I'm you know, I'm I'm working the night shift. You know, my wife barely sees me, my sex life's down the pan, that type of talk. He's he's feeding them a line. But it's his first day on this new job and he's 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 like, like, where am I base? He's like, like, you're working at Susanna's old school. We're just looking if anything's coming in or anything's going out. Let me break it down. Here's a wee montage. Vincent is clocking down on small-time hash pushers. He's cracking down on a lot of Asian boys who are trying to punt hash at this school. But Vincent actually has to go undercover as a teacher. Now, this all happens because some of the kids are earning a lot of money at the ages of like 13, 14. And Vincent, 
cannot for the love of him find out why he can't he, he can't clock it he thinks to himself i've read the school of drugs i've got i've got i've got i've got i've got dogs running through the school in this high school is it for the for the love of me for the for, you know i cannot work out what it is he goes so what happens is vincent the proud catholic he actually fills in for a teacher. He becomes a substitute teacher, but he's undercover, so none of the teachers know that. They just know that there's a new teacher, he's got a great tan, very handsome man, wears checkered shirts, and he will be the religious education substitute teacher. Now, that all lasts for about two months because Vincent gets embroiled in a little argument about Protestants and Catholics that does not go down well in this Glasgow school. Just ask anyone. It's a conversation not to be had, certainly after a few drinks. No, 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 no. So Vincent gets moved undercover as a PE teacher because he's got a good to heavy, heavy to he mid to heavy build range size. He ends up taking the, the weightlifting class in, in school. So yeah, he's, he's obviously not known as Vincent Gallardo. Uh, he's known as uh, Mr. Crumbs, Colin Crumbs. But he gets all, he, you know, he befriends a lot of the children there. You know, they, they know him as Crummo. Crummo, you know, what, what we up to the day? He goes, like, like, just get a barbell going, like, 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 more lifting, less talking. All these kids are getting pumped up, you know. He's, 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 he's working this, he's working this undercover segment for about two years and he has got these kids built like shit brick houses. They're tanks for their age, they're 16 years old, no supplements, strictly clean diets, high veg, high protein based, such as meats, eggs, poultry, you know, and your, and your, and your, and your complex carbs at that point. Obviously nutrition's not as widely available as, 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 as it is now. Back in 97, it was just picking up some fucking, you know, Slimliners magazine or fucking Weight Watchers or, you know, some American guy, some some TV ad about how you can fucking shed 10 pounds in 10 minutes with a 10 minute abs conversation, but he wants to do it clean. He learned being in, 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 in the squadrons, building up his body. He could defeat any, he could defeat any drug runner in physical combat. Anyway, so he's, he's worked this for about two years and he's been, you know, like he's ended, ended up becoming the, the, the official PE teacher, but he still gets paid a wage from uh, the school and, um, and of course the, the 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 division, the Mary Hill undercover division. But uh, he's 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 pretty much happy just doing this now because he's 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 getting these kids into good shape and he's you know he doesn't really see any money kicking about anymore. He's like you know I must have I must have eradicated drugs from the school. But he this 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 one day where he's you know at the PE hall he checks in the PE hall. There's one lad still there. He's like, look, his, name, his name's Colin. This lad's like, Colin, what's going on? No, his name's Charlie. He goes, Charlie, what's going on? Charlie's a chubby fella. Doesn't enjoy, likes likes the, the, the curriculum aspect, the literature aspect of school. Certainly not the, the, the running and getting, getting pushed to the ground and can't jump over hurdles segment. He's like, Charlie, what's going on? He goes, I don't want to go to the changing room, sir. Goes, listen, you've not done PE in about two years. You keep getting letters from your parents. We've let you off. 
now piss off, yeah, get your bag and go. He goes, but there's, there's those guys in the, the, tra- the changing room. He goes, what what guys? He goes, Paul and Adam. Padam. Yeah, what about them? They're, 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 they're varsity-based athletes. They could fucking, they could probably beat your dad up. What about them? He goes, they're selling things. Yeah, selling fucking what? Selling their soul? Selling their ass? What? What are they selling? Oh, excuse what I said there. I didn't mean that. But Charlie, describe what they're selling. Because they're, they're selling Tannock's tea cakes. <laughs> he goes, what? Fucking chocolate? He goes, yeah, but they've been doing it for the last two years. He goes, what, you've decided to tell me this now? And he goes, yeah, because that's how I've been getting fat. I've been eating this stuff. Just taking a wee water break here, by the way. He's like, what, what do you mean? You've been, they've been making you fat. He goes, they've been force-feeding me when, I, when I've not been attending the PE classes. And they've been getting me to leave them reviews on the school notice board and saying, because my literature's really good, they've got me writing like, like high-grade magazine-based reviews, forum reviews. He's like, right, let me get this right. Paul and Adam are in there. They've made you into a fat cunt. Excuse my French again, but they made you into a fat cunt. And what was the problem? They're flooding chocolate through the school. That's how they're making their money. I need to stop eating it because my dad's going to kick me out at 16 or he's going to make me join the army. I can't handle it anymore and I want to join your weightlifting class. But Paul and Adam say if I start getting into shape, they're going to lose reviews and I'm the only one who can write high-grade literature which resembles some sort of Ainsley Harriet magazine. Well, steady on, young buck. So these are the lads that have been pushing it. He goes, don't tell him I told you. He goes, listen... You know how the saying goes, stitches get stitches, rats get fat, but in your case you're already a fat prick. He goes, I'll handle this. And he's got his tight build on, he's got his fucking polo shirt, fucking biceps are ripping through it. The seams are barely keeping it together. His fucking nipples are popping out his t-shirt, like fucking... I don't know, man, what the fuck you could describe nipples as. They're, they're rock hard, though. They're rock hard. If you, if you bumped into them, you'd probably get a fucking... I don't know, you'd probably get a concussion. I'm, I'm describing the PE teacher here. Crummo. Uh, as as he, he, he just... He walks down the hallway. There's some girls coming at the changing room. They're like, oh, Mr. Crummo, are you going to... Are you taking our class next week? He goes, girls, get to your fucking English class. He don't swear at us. He's like, listen... I don't have time for this Barbie bullshit. Get the hell out of my face. He goes, who's in there? She goes, Paul and Adam, I think. They're supposed to be taking us to the school dance. The only place they'll be taking you is Barlini Prison when you go and visit them and give them a bar of soap. Out. Gets to the edge of the door. Puts his, puts his warm hand over the cold door handle. Puts the door in. Paul and Adam are there. Faces white as a ghost. Both boys, brunette hair, well built off the programme that that Crummo's put them on. He goes, sir, isn't it what it looks like? He goes, what does it look like? That you're pushing, you're pushing weight, you're pushing, what you got there? 
It was nothing. It's just a wee pick-me-up after the... What, a wee pick-me-up? A wee pick-me-up, a wee pick-me-up, a wee pick-me-up. Hold on, hold on, hold on. What am I looking at here? I'm looking at... And there's a basket. There's a basket. It's about the size of a pig. He goes, put that basket down. Let me guess. That's how this... That's how, that's how people are making money in this school. That's how people are... Are forging a lifestyle beyond their means. That's how you're able to go to the nightclubs where the olders are visiting. You, 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 I mean, what are you, 16? You can barely grow a moustache. Probably got one pube between you. I've been hearing you guys have been going out and living at large at the clubs. And this is how you've been doing it. Is that what you're telling me? He goes, hey, Mr. Fucking Gordon. Crummel looks at him and goes, what? What did you say there? <laughs> he goes, yeah. Adam's like, what, you didn't think we know that we knew that you were undercover? He goes, how do you know my last name? He goes, that is you my last name. Let's just say you put our uncle away for a very, very long time. But a certain newspaper article ended up in his lap. Let's just say he likes to read. Yeah, he likes to have a little gander at the news. He saw this newspaper, El Gallardo, what, about a couple of years back? Nordrog was his surname. And he thought that was funny. Because when you joined the school... You went under an alias, did you not? But what you forgot to mention is... My uncle's wife... My uncle's wife's sister... Is the school secretary... Who has access to files... So when you registered here... You had to show evidence of employment... And it was ran as a check. Vincent Gordon Gallardo, a.k.a. Vincent Nordrog. So whatever punishment you've got in mind for us, you might want to think again, because we're actually going to need your help. Because whatever you think, you know, listen, listen, listen. We're 16 years old. We're connected in the nightclubs. We push chocolate, yes. We sell double-deckers. We sell Twixes. We sell Lime Bars. We feed the fat kids to keep them giving us top-notch reviews and keep the customers coming. Do you know what? Last week I made 100 quid in a day. And your shitey poxy job that you moved to so you could be here with your Scottish wife, Louise. He goes, keep her name out your mouth. You make 60 quid a week. Well, well, well. My uncle has a message for you, Vincent Nordrog, Gordon Gallardo, whatever your name is, Mr Blobby. You'll allow us to keep pushing the reviews and keep pushing the chocolate. 
otherwise, let's just say that little drive-by incident outside the school when you were supposed to be picking up Susanna, let's just say she might catch a bullet a wee stray. Crummel's got his... Let me just call him Vincent now because he's been exposed. He's got his he's got his fists clenched. He goes, I've dealt with... I've dealt with Escobar. I've dealt with Chavo. But you've not dealt with Bob Bunter. Who is the head of the family who took over my uncle? Billy Bunter. I know that name rings a bell. What do you want? What do you want from me? I just, I just, want, I just want to, I just want to carry on with my job. I love what I do for the students. He goes, yeah, 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 yeah. I know what you love, you what you do with the students, but is it not fair to say? that you've been filling these students with a bit more than motivation. Isn't it fair to say that these children have been starved of a normal diet and fed anabolic steroids? He goes, listen, it was, it was something to keep them up, it was something to keep the motivation in the, in the colder months. Well, the game's over for you. And it's over for your wife as well. If she dares to print one more story, it's lights out for you, Susanna, Joanna, your other daughter, who I know she's turning 18 is an absolute ride, and you. And I'll be so quick to expose you to the cartels here that you'll want to shave that moustache off and double it up is pubic here. Well, what do you what do you want? What do you need? What do you need? I need you to start finding the skinny kids on this weight programme and beefing them up with this stuff, the chocolate. Getting them hooked on the chocolate. Because this isn't right. He goes, what, you're feeding them steroids and giving them false dreams? Small willies don't equate to big dreams, my son. This ain't Arnold Schwarzenegger, this ain't the Terminator. You ain't the Penetrator. I'm the Fat Aggravator. We need to push chocolate and chocolate hard. My uncle's got a subdivision of fucking Nestle. I've got selection boxes coming in over Christmas. And I'm, I'm, I'm having them... I'm having them sent here, but... I want you to essentially tell the head teacher that everyone is due a selection box for December, April, end of school June, and start of August school term. Cut the story short. Vincent's in it, Vincent's in it hard now. He's in it hard, man. He's pushing chocolate hard to these kids. After school, he, he's 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 out and he's, he's he's patrolling the hallways and he's he's out and even what he does when he's um when he's when he's when the kids are out in the school at the playground, they're all running about. He's like, limit that running, limit that running. Somebody's going to get hurt. And he's like, what what about the weight training program, sir? Why are we not doing it? He goes because 
I can't get you guys into that type of shape if you don't have the fundamentals. I've got protein bars coming for you. It's a new type of protein bar. It's actually your favourite chocolates. He's like, we don't like chocolates, we like vegetables. It goes, well, if you want to become like me and get the biggest muscles and Brussels, because you're from Mexico, he goes, I don't give a fuck. You're going to start eating the chocolate. Kids are getting fat left, right and centre, man. Head teachers are passing out selection boxes like it's fucking gold stars. Fucking chocolate wrappers under desks, man. You know what people used to stick chewing gums under desks, you know, got fucking chocolate wrappers chocolate wrappers for fucking Cadbury's and Nestle. Even gets a representative from Nestle to come in and do a talk about the the, the, the benefits of sustaining a good mood over winter due to the influx of fucking cocoa powder. Like these gangster boys, I've got, I've, I've, I've got a fake, a, a fake um, not a fake, but an, an actor pal who, who, who does like British cinema, and all, all the kids love this actor because he does a lot, he does a lot of the superhero stuff, and he's he's now a wrestler, and he comes and does a talk, and all the kids are in awe of him or whatnot, and that's it. It's it's game over for Vincent. He's he's one of them. Loses Louise in the process of all that because she's like you, you just became another mule to the cartel here. He loses her. He sees Joanna and Susanna at the weekends, but they've even got hooked on chocolate. They they don't they don't recognise him and he doesn't recognise them. Louise still manages to keep in shape, but she she runs a column for Weight Watchers now. All Vincent can do is look at himself and he's grown tits and he's got He's got bingo wings and his thighs are chafing against each other. All he does is eat chocolate all day, every day. He, 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 he remains a teacher, but not a teacher with pride. He gets taken off PE because he, he can't do the bleep test anymore. Paul and Adam turn 18 and they leave on the last day. And they say, Vincent, don't ever forget what we told you when we first met you. Word is born, we will find you and we will get your family and we'll, we'll, we'll kill your kids. But if you keep punting the chocolate, things can stay good. What if I don't want to? What if my life's upside down? What if I wish I stayed in Mexico? What if I wish that fucking Escobar shot me? He goes, look, you're probably going to die in a heart, of a heart attack in about 10 years' time. That's fucking wishful thinking. Well, the amount of chocolate you eat, I'm hooked, I'm hooked, man, I'm hooked. Oh, the children, man, just... I do, it's, it's a generation of, of, of child, like, dentists. Dentists are full, man, they're full. Full to the brim. The Scottish national football team is having less and less graduates. Football suffering... Healthcare is suffering. Sex life is suffering. You know, parents are getting hooked on it as well. And just one day, just Vincent can't he deal with it. Gets in his car. He calls up Louise and he says, Louise, I'm so sorry. I know it's over between us, but... I know you're doing community stories, local stories and Weight Watchers, but I'm going to give you a biggest story that's going to change your life and put you back in the map. 
and I'm doing it all for you and the kids. She's like, what is it? I know, I know who's been pushing the chocolate. Get over here, get over here now. And I'll take you back. He goes, I'm barefoot. And I'm only in my boxer shorts and a string vest. I don't care, I've always loved you. No matter if you're a fat prick or a skinny prick. Driving a wee Nissan Micra, gets in. Barefooted. Toes hairy as fuck. Got a mole coming out the side of his face. B.O. Boxer shorts stained with, which looks like shite, but it's actually chocolate. And he opens his glove box and chocolate just spills out of it, man. It's like a river of cocoa, man. Just fucking all sorts, man. Tonics, tea, it's just all smashed. There's like wee mice running about in his car. And at the bottom of it is a gun, the Beretta, the one that he shot. The Glasgow gangsters, we, when they try to take him out. He pulls up at the Herald offices. He's about to clock the gun, but before he can do it, somebody taps his window. It's Paul and Adam. Vincent Gallardo. Nordrog Gordon. Where do you think you're off to? I'm about to put you guys... to the sword. Know if we can help you first. They put a gun to his head. Don't mind if we get in at the back seat, do, do you? They get in. His page is going and Louise is like, where are you, where are you? Let's break the story now. I can run this for the six o'clock news in an hour. And they take the pager off him. I don't think you'll be needing that, Vincent. Why don't we just say bye to my daughters? I don't think there'll be any, any need for that now. You've got one hour to finish all that chocolate. And if you do, you can go in and we won't say deadly squat. Or we won't tell our uncles who it was that broke the story. But if you can't, well... It's over for you. Twenty minutes in, he's passed away. He managed to eat two selection boxes, five twirls, four Easter eggs, three Twixies, two flakes, a Rice Krispie bar. Couple more tonics tea cakes, and that was it. He died in the spot, and Louise found him, gorged in chocolate. Nestle got found out a few years later. Fictional story, of course, no lawsuit, please. Nestle got found out a few years later. That fake actor that provided that talk, he lost his career. The guys went elsewhere, the gangsters, Paul and Adam. They had new pastures, but Vince will never be forgotten what he did. He took down Escapar, Chavo. Kind of took down Nestle as well. 
and his daughter's read a, a poem at his funeral. And just summed it up with the Mexican man who melted our hearts.